So let's start off by taking a little stroll down memory lane. Back to 1971. Some of you may have been alive during this time. Some of you may not. I, myself, I was not alive. But if we look back to 71 and we think about what the world was like back then. Think about all throughout the 70s and think about how many homeless people you saw, how many people were able to afford to buy a house, how many people were able to live without needing credit. And now we come to present day 2022 and we look at the world around us now. And what does it look like? How many more homeless people are, are, are around? How much credit do you need to live? Can you afford to buy a house? How many people do you know own a home? Um, look at the cost of goods when we look compared from 1971 until now. How much, when you look at your $20 bill, it still looks like a $20 bill. But if we go back to 1971, that $20 bill got you so much more money, right? Or got you so much more good for your money. Now, also, look at how chaotic the world is. So if, um, think about the foundation underneath everything that makes the world go around is money. Money is something that allows humanity to store time. So that means you go and you work at a job and you can store your time in money so you can save and, and do what you want with your time. Now, something big happened in 1971. This was when the, the, the world abandoned sound money. And we'll get into all of that on this podcast and how it ties in to everything we are experiencing now. And if we look to 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, and how much money the governments had to print, and we look from 2020 to 2022, look how much the cost of goods, look how much housing has gone up in just that short amount of time. So if you really wanna understand what is going on, all this chaos, we need to follow the money. And in this podcast, we are gonna uncover it all, I'm gonna share Um, my own personal stories. We'll get into it all. Um, And yeah, so uh, I hope this makes sense. Um, This is something that is an awakening. So some people might hear this and they might think, oh God, this, you're nuts. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, But over this decade, what we will experience as a collective we are all going to go through some sort of awakening as to what is really going on in the world and why everything is so fucked up, right? And you think about the money. Money, they always say, oh, the root of all evil is money. No, that is not. Money is just a symbolic 
uh, piece of paper that we've all collectively agreed to give meaning to, that it will have value. You know what the root of all evil is? When money becomes corrupted. And that is where we are at. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lindsay, and you are listening to Existential Musings. And we're going to talk about the state of the world and some massive awakenings I've had and just, uh, yeah, get into some story times of how much my life has changed this past year. Um, and yeah, let's just get into it. Okay. So let's start at the beginning of this year. So I received two vaccines. Yep, we're going there right away. (laughs) So I received two vaccines uh, the previous years, you know, when everyone was getting vaccinated or when most people were getting vaccinated. However, I will say that when they started to bring in the vaccine passports, I was so angry about this. It's it. It was literally it's segregation, right? It is segregation. And we are living living in a climate of gaslighting. Okay. So I was fine to get vaccinated because I believed all the stuff. And if someone else didn't want to get vaccinated, I was totally for their choice. I believe in my body, my choice, whether it's you want to get an abortion or whether it is you want to get vaccinated or you don't want to get vaccinated. That's your choice, your body, right? And I know people that were coerced into getting the vaccine to keep their jobs, multiple people. I actually probably know more people that got vaccinated because they were coerced than if they just wanted to get the vaccine. And um, I've also run across clips of our public health, one of our public health officers here in BC, Um, speaking, it was, I think it was like a leaked clip of them speaking with all their colleagues and how she was saying that the vaccine passports are basically there to coerce people into getting the vaccine. So, you know, you can't go to the pool or you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to a concert. So all these things. So I was utterly disgusted in that. So we'll put that there. However, I was still vaccinated. Okay, fine. Then um, January came along. And so if we back up, I had COVID back in November 2020. Um, And, you know, when I got sick, it was just like a, a really, really mild cold, like that lasted two days. So it wasn't anything uh, big for me. I know there are people that died from it. I totally get that. I know people had um, really bad experiences with it. I am not a COVID denier. I am not saying that. Um, so, and if we back up to, I, um, there's, there's just so, so much, but 
anyways, we'll just stick to that, Kate. So yeah, had the COVID then, the whole family got it. Um, everyone was okay, thankfully. And then the following year, 2021, we got vaccinated, double Pfizer. And then uh, December, I remember, so I got sick during Christmas. I was sick for like four days. It was, you know, it was worse than the one in 2020. Um, And yeah, so anyways, was sick, whatever. Then like a week later, I got super sick and my family got sick. I had family that also lost their sense of smell. All that was basically the Omicron going around in January. Like everyone was sick. Now I was sick for probably like three and a half, four weeks. I don't remember ever being that sick. Now I got H1N1. I used to work in daycare then and yeah, it was going around. I got the H1N1. I remember being very sick then. This was even worse. I was so sick. My bones hurt. Everything hurt. It was awful. And it reminded me of the year, like years and years and years ago when I got a flu shot. And I remember being so, so, so sick after that. So I had this experience and I also have a client that's a doctor and I had spoken to him about this and how this correlation of me getting the COVID vaccine and how sick I got and how I got that flu shot and how sick I got. And he even said to me, you know, everyone's body is different. Everyone's immune system is different. So some people's immune systems are going to be good for a vaccine or a flu shot or what like I don't even think this thing is really a vaccine because it doesn't actually protect you from getting COVID. Um, they say it it makes it so you have a less reaction. Well for me I had a way worse reaction to it. So um just a that was like a huge wake up call and holy shit this vaccine is not good for me. And I was like ready to go get the booster and everything because I was seeing, you know, things online saying like how great it is and how these people just like, yeah, you know how it is. And I just had this massive awakening of like, holy crap, this thing was not good for my body. I could feel when I was sick too, like my immune system felt fucking shot. Like it, it didn't feel right. And, uh, and if we start to like look at this new age that we're entering of like going to the the mundane astrology and how this new age that we're entering this Aquarius age this air age we had Jupiter Saturn come together zero degrees Aquarius December 21st 2020 and I believe we've entered this we're we're on the precipice of this Aquarius age leaving the Piscean age and We also have had Saturn in Aquarius since 2020 and Saturn really represents this material reality, earth, what we all experience in reality. So when we look to where Saturn is too, we're going to see what we are experiencing here on earth. Now, 
if we look at Aquarius, we know that every sign, every planet, everything has a shadow and a light. And the shadow of Aquarius, because Aquarius is all about the collective, the group, the tribe, and but it's also the individuality, the individual within the group. And we're we, societally right now, we are playing out the shadow version of Aquarius. And that is in order to fit into society, you need to, you know, conform and get the vaccine so that we can all fit in this tribe together. And it's, it's not really, we're not really looking at the individual. We are just hyper-focused on, we're all in this together. We, you need to do your part. You need to get vaccinated so you protect this person from getting sick. So this is whole like hive mentality. But when we really look at the the high vibration of Aquarius, it is your own individuality is what makes you a part of the society and what makes, it's that little puzzle piece that fits into the whole. So if we're really going to come out of this, we really need to focus on letting people be their individual self. And this goes with so many things, right? Like, so I'll keep going on. So yeah, got, got COVID all of January was so sick. Um, even family members that had got COVID in November, got it now in January and they were way more sick, fever. Like it was just, it was awful. Then I have unvaccinated friends and they're, they're, they're barely even sick. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I start to question things. Okay, so yeah, I start to feel better, get better, yay. And then I start seeing stuff online about this uh, trucker convoy in Canada. So I am from BC, Canada. And I'm just hearing all these like, you know, rumblings online about how uh, the truckers are staging like a war or a nation pro- nationwide protest against the vaccine mandates because um, the government had brought in these mandates where the truckers all have to be vaccinated. And it was like, I think the deadline was somewhere in January or February where they all had to be vaccinated even though throughout the whole pandemic, we've had truckers going back and forth through the border. You know, they were our heroes bringing our uh, essential goods. We also have our other heroes, the nurses and the doctors that we would bang pots and pans for in the beginning of the pandemic. Like they are our heroes, they're the frontline workers. And also they have all been mandated to get the vaccine um, so that they can still work. And, uh, what is like so clown world about all of this is the vaccines are not stopping the spread. Um, and for me personally and other people that I've literally witnessed have gotten sicker after the vaccine. Um, so this just seems ludicrous that, 
you know, the government are just putting all these crazy mandates in and things are just starting to like, I'm just starting to go, okay, what the fuck is going on? There's something intuitively I'm feeling like there's just something not right here. So anyways, I am obviously super supportive of the truckers and so if we like, let's pull back to like how, um, the mainstream media and how, you know, the, the governments have created these, basically this mass psychosis that out of fear to keep us in their grip of what they want us to do and how they can basically like brainwash us and so like what where I'm trying to go here with this is like when I started to support the truckers I was getting messages from like mutuals online and friends actual like real life friends saying oh this is an alt-right racist movement and uh And let's just look at me like I have always considered myself a very left-leaning person. And I am watching my, the left, as well as as friends, real-life, long-term friends, who are now, they're still a part of the left, and... The left has become the side that is upholding the government and the establishment and and controlling others. I thought that's what the right did. I thought that's like, I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck is this clown world? And like, honestly, now I'm not fucking right or left. I think that's just all a thing to divide us because everything the left stood for like literal, the workers, the blue collar workers, they have gone against and it's fucking disgusting. And so I'm, I'm sitting here just going, you know, it's so interesting. Like that's how the mainstream media can just label a group as, as racist or terrorists or, or, um, alt-right and like, and then for, for people in my real life to actually think that now I'm like one of them, like, and I'm just like baffled. But, but what is this at the end of the day? This is called mass psychosis. We're in this mass psychosis out of fear. And, and the fear of, of COVID has been just so pushed down our throats that people like real life friendships, families have been broken apart because of this COVID narrative. Now I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist, but there is something going on here and it's, it's bigger than COVID. And that's what I want to get into in this podcast. So I remember the day distinctively. The day when um, Trudeau had announced uh, the emergency power 
grab bullshit. And the day that the police were going to come in and break up the whole convoy. And this, this freedom convoy was just so much bigger than anyone ever expected. It, it is historic. And, you know, when we look, we'll look back at, at this and I truly think people will be like, wow, did you, what Canada did during, um, the times of when, you know, globalists and governments were trying to take control of the people. We're going to look back at the truckers and go, holy shit, that was huge because it, it really became recognized worldwide. And, um, you know, things that were, um, revolutionary when they first happen, people are like, ah, the, the, the majority of people like freak out and think it's bad. Um, but then when we look back, it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So like Woodstock, it was in the beginning was looked at like this kind of these crazy people. Um, and, but now it's just, people look at it like that was such a cultural shift and it was huge. And I truly believe this, um, this trucker movement is going to be looked back as a historic moment and, um, really waking a ton of people up to what's really, really going on. So that day I could not watch um, the the police go in and, and do this. I had been watching all the live streams, was so involved in it, just felt so, I wanted to be in Ottawa so badly, but my circumstances just would not allow me to. But I was there in spirit and I was, I was so, um, felt so much inspiration from the truckers. And honestly, I knew in my heart, in my gut, that these people were amazing. They, it was, I called it the winter of love. If you really watch, everyone was celebrating freezing cold temperatures, having dance parties, and, and there was bouncy castle for kids. Like, the way the, the mainstream media portrayed it was like some you know, fascist, uh, terrorist, racist, Russia's involved. The CBC even tried to claim that. Like, are you guys fucking crazy? No, it was regular, hardworking Canadians that were, and Americans as well, that were tired of these government mandates and this control and this segregation. And they said enough is enough. And so anyways, I was like, fuck this. I literally cannot watch them go in there and, and, you know, the police raid in. So in my soul and my gut, I was just like, I have to fucking go and protest today. And so I went to this, it was so amazing, this local store that had all this mandate, freedom, merchandise stuff and Canadian flags and fuck Trudeau flags, all of it. And I was so, I was so, um, fired up to just go and fucking protest. So I went to this place where, um, and I didn't know where protests were happening. I was just like, I'm going to protest. It's in my blood to do this. Okay. I am here to, um, stand with the underdogs. That's how I've always operated. So I 
I went to this local place where everyone does protests whenever we do protests where I live. And it's a very busy intersection. And I went by myself and with my Canadian flag on and my Nandy posters and was protesting freedom for all. And then this girl came walking up and long story short, I started to meet all these people. And little did I know they had already been protesting since I believe the fall. And they did protest there um, twice a week from like three to six. And I was there at 2 p.m. So the girl goes, oh my God, we're, we're, at, we're having a protest at three o'clock. And long story short, I met some amazing people. And I have been part of this protest um, every week since January to protest, you know, things like what's actually going on in the world. And, you know, I have a friend, 31 years in healthcare. She's been fired because she won't take the vaccine. This is the stuff that we are protesting against. Um, and then having this mass awakening about what's really going on. And now I remember uh, watching this TikTok. And the girl in the TikTok was saying that there is this, I guess, belief or this theory that for the past, you know, since the internet has really boomed, that the government has been putting in all these things in the internet, all these conspiracy theories, so that they can label everything a conspiracy theory. Like, let's take the World Economic Forum, for example. People think they're a conspiracy theory. Or if you talk about Agenda 2030, that's a conspiracy theory. No, Klaus Schwab fucking wrote a book about it. They have literally laid it all out. And I don't know, like this is part of the mass psychosis that everyday people that these um, central powers are trying to keep in the enslavement system literally gaslight themselves and then go around gaslighting other people. And so let's keep an open mind that conspiracy theories may have been put out by the government and the globalists so that they can label all of their agendas as conspiracy theories. Well, in the background, they push them through. Okay, so let's get into what Agenda 2030 is, what the World Economic Forum is, what is really going on on because clearly it's fucking clown world out there there is so much gaslighting it's it's literally we're just living in an atmosphere like clown world is an atmosphere of gaslighting you're either gaslighting others or you're gaslighting yourself or you are waking up so or maybe you're just in the in-between and you're like, what the fuck is actually going on? Like something, it, it, stuff doesn't feel right. It's really um, dark out there. And, um, you know, it just feels like one shit show after another. 
So if we look to like the cycles that we are in, these, these great generational cycles, like the fourth turning, we are in the fourth turning. And this was a book written in 1997. Um, and basically these two men, um, I can't remember their names right now, but they looked back at cycles in history and, and this, and it's a generational theory where every 80 to 90 years we come to this fourth turning and it's about a 20, 22 year, 20, could be 25 uh, year time where things just go to shit. It's, it's called the winter. It's called the collapse. And this is because um, we as humans go through these great cycles and at the height of the fourth turning, that is when governments and institutions have become peak centralization. So it's like very, very top down approach. And during the fourth turning, what happens is the overall vibe of like the everyday people, they start to really wake up to this and they protest. They are active in the world to say enough is enough. Now, in the book, they literally predicted stuff like this pandemic, wars, like it, it's very, it's very intense in the fourth turning. It's the most intense period. And basically we, you, you, most humans only live through one fourth turning in their lifetime, um, just because of the way, the length of it, right? So we are in like the fourth turning which started in roughly around 2008 because they say it starts with like a big crisis when we had the um, global economy, the whole collapse in 2008. And then they say it will peak around um, probably the middle of this decade is what I'm thinking. Um, and they even talk about 2020 and how it's just going to be just so chaotic and all these things are going to happen. So yeah, we're in that, right? And we can even see the astrology and what happened in December, 2020, when we moved into this air age and, um, it's like a technological age. So no matter what there's, it's going to be very technological. It's just the way it is. Like the earth age, the 200 years prior to that being like the industrial age and, all that came with that. So here we are in the fourth turning. It's crazy out there. And if we really want to um, understand what is going on with, uh, you know, the deep control, like, so if we look at what happened with COVID and then how they push this vaccine so quickly, and honestly, there's like tons of vaccine injuries and, oh, that narrative doesn't fit in with, you know, the mainstream media, the government narrative. Because basically we all know they're profiting off this vaccine too. Like the fact that like Pfizer is on the stock market, the fact that Justin Trudeau is literally his foundation is receives money because he's invested in an ingredient that makes the vaccine. 
Like it's 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 fucking ridiculous and um it, I think what a lot of people it's like so hard to wake up to this because when you start to wake up to like the government doesn't really care about us it's kind of like a world shattering view so I can understand why a lot of people don't want to wake up like waking up is not easy um like I remember saying like prior to 2020 I just kept saying like something is gonna happen in 2020 that is going to expose so much deep government corruption why do I say that because the great Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, South Node, all was taking place in this third decan of Capricorn, which rules over power. And these people are fucking so addicted to their power and control. And that's what it's all about. And this is what like we've lived, like humanity has always lived like this with this, you know, hierarchical order. So, um, you know, when we really want to figure out what's going on, it's just, it's so simple in the sense of like, follow the money, follow the money. You want to control the masses. You need to control the money. You want to control the people. You need to control the food. There's all this stuff. And these people, sometimes I think, do they think they are actually helping us? Cause like, why would, why would someone want to create such a system that basically enslaves people? Like, look at China. Look at their system, right? Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's like the optimism in me that I'm like, or the, the part of me that doesn't think that people can be fucking evil. Um, because, I don't know, maybe it's the power that 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 drives people to this insanity like look at fucking North Korea and Kim Jong-un like it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting the things that are going on in this world and what the the governments and the globalists focus on is all just a distraction so we don't know what's really going on so let's follow the money right So I had my Bitcoin awakening last year when um, I finally understood that the reason that everything is falling apart in this world is because the money is so corrupt and toxic. So in 1971, oh, 1971, ironically, that's the same fucking year the World Economic Forum was created. Oh, (laughs) what a coincidence. So also 1971, Good old Nixon, (laughs) he basically um, stole the gold or um, rug pulled the sound money that the world was on. So what happened in 1971? The rest of the world said, hey, U.S., hey, Nixon, can we have our gold back? Because prior to that, um, the world... uh, uh, had the U.S. store the gold and then they issued paper notes um, that backed that gold. And throughout history, this has gone on over and over again where 
um, the people in power steal and corrupt it. So yeah, literally France sent their warships to the U.S. to say, where the fuck's our gold? And you, the U.S., Nixon said, all right, we are changing the monetary system. And we are no longer going to have a gold standard. We are going to have a fiat standard. And a fiat standard gives the governments so much more power. Because with fiat money, it is basically, it's a U.S. reserve currency that is backed by the U.S. military. So it's a petrodollar. They use the dollar to um, buy oil from other countries and and um, basically what um, makes the dollar valuable is that the U.S.'s military is the biggest military in the world. And if other countries fuck around with it, well, there's the U.S. military to back the dollar. And this basically gives permissions to... Um, you know, the cool countries of the world, the G7s, the G20s, to all sync up with each other's central banks and print at the same time and have complete control over the global monetary system. And these developing third world countries get fucking screwed, right? Just like the regular people get screwed because what happened in 2020? We had the COVID crisis. And what did the governments do? They printed a shit ton of money because we need to save you all. You all need to be on lockdown. You all need to close your small businesses. You all need to stop working. And we are going to print a ton of money. And look where we are now. We're, we're having inflation. And you have uh, systems like the Bank of Canada, who is now resorted to pure gaslighting. And they're trying to use the law of attraction to tell the people, this is literally their tweet, they tweeted this the other day, that if we stop believing in inflation, inflation will go away. (laughs) So if we stop believing in taxes, will they go away too? It's seriously clown world. And what happens when you look throughout history, fiat money, the money that we have now that's backed by actually, you know, if we really think of it at the end of the day, it's not backed by anything. It's backed by the U.S. military, but it's not, it's not backed by gold, like sound actual money where it's, there's a limited supply and you actually have to work for it. No, these governments can just print, 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 and then they take off the top. They take tons of money. Like right now, the U.S. is passing some bill, this inflation bill where they can print more money to help inflation. No, that's not how it works. So what happens is this fiat system eventually collapses, just like throughout history over and over, and they have to create a new system. And it's funny because uh, the fourth turning always kind of correlates with this new monetary um, system that is created. And so if we look into 1971 and Oh, how ironic the World Economic Forum was created at the same time that the world went off of sound money and onto fiat money. So they created these um, centralized forces and they are non-governmental agencies. So we do not elect these people. And 
what's been happening since then, um, they have been basically infiltrating the governments as um, saying things like, you know, we have this, like the World Economic Forum, they have a young global leadership program. And so they take leaders from the, around the world and they, I don't know, do their fucking global narrative agenda thing that basically <laughs> they're all on this weird fucking agenda to um, use the climate crisis. So they are, you know, saying that because of climate change, we need to do all these things like you know, reduce fertilizer. We need to reduce fertilizer because of the climate. However, here in BC, they are cutting down giant old growth trees. We had the most insane weather last year. And I believe this is because these old growth trees, here we are in BC, it, they, we have so much rain. They absorb so much of that. We had massive floodings last year. You have our prime minister, who's currently right now um, in Costa Rica on his private Canadian taxpaying private plane. Um, we have these globalists all flying to Davos on their private jets every year to lecture about how they're going to save the climate. Justin Trudeau spent more time flying this summer than actually on the ground of Canada. Like the carbon emissions is ridiculous. So they're taxing us on carbon, but they're just using it like crazy. Then they're using the climate crisis to tell us, yeah, like farmers need to use less fertilizer. And what is that doing? We, we saw, if you saw Sri Lanka and the whole collapse, that was because the World Economic Forum, they followed in suit with their reduction of fertilizer. There was even an article written on the World Economic Forum's website how t Sri Lanka is going to be the richest country by 2025. Oh, and then guess what? Now they've deleted it. They've deleted the article. Um, the Netherlands, there's mass protesting happening right now because they are trying to implement the same Agenda 2030 reduction in fertilizer and the farmers are rising up. Just like India, India did this last year. I wasn't aware of all of what's going on with these this Agenda 2030 with the um, globalists and what they are pushing. Um, so yeah, in the Netherlands, they're doing huge protests. Trudeau's now uh, trying to implement this here. Um, and when we really look at what Agenda 2030 is, they say you will own nothing and you will be happy. This is because they, their plan is, is to switch the monetary system over to a central bank digital currency. And this is a programmable token that they can program. And then you'll have your digital identification. And basically it's like setting up this China-like social credit score. And I know maybe this all sounds crazy, but if I said like three years ago that we were going to have this virus and people were going to be put on lockdown and we were going to have segregation and 
and papers to get into a restaurant. You'd think I'm fucking crazy, but that happened. And so many of us conform to it. And in the, including myself, right? So, you know, it's, it's really about follow the money because fiat money, this, this system, it's a debt based system. The fiat system is a debt based system and it, it needs to keep people in debt. If people try to pay off everything right now, there's not enough dollars to pay off all the debt. Like, so it just has to keep growing and eventually the whole thing will implode. That's just what happens. It's, it's literal math. So they're, they know this and they're kind of like shit because they also know that there's this other system that is growing rapidly. What is this other system? It's Bitcoin. If we really look at Bitcoin, we have, you know, you buy your Bitcoin, but there's another thing that makes Bitcoin so fucking valuable. And what scares the shit out of these globalists, the governments, all of them. And it is the network behind Bitcoin. The network that allows the separation of money from state. Um, A monetary system that is fair for all. A monetary system that does not allow the governments to print endless money, which debases the money we already have. Basically, Bitcoin is like a fair game for everyone. It doesn't give these centralized powers the upper hand. And they see this, like they're well aware. And it's interesting because, you know, when Bitcoin first came about in 2009, it came about from the collapse of the 2008 financial uh, collapse. And Satoshi Nakamoto saw how corrupt the system was and how if he could solve this problem of this double spending where the government can print and there's like this centralized force that is control of everything. Bitcoin was created to stop all this. And the the network behind Bitcoin, which is the proof of work mining, which makes it so that you actually have to work to get the Bitcoin. It's not just print here, print there, like all these other altcoins that are not like Bitcoin, where it's a proof of work network where you have to, um, you actually have to put like money in. You have to use computers and people are, are sitting there use energy, like the actual energy. And people are sitting there saying, oh my God, this is bad for the environment. Oh my God, we have to stop proof of work. And no, 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 no. The, the mining and the network behind Bitcoin actually allows and incentivizes um, miners to use energy that is good for the environment because they want to lower their costs of energy. 
So if you can use solar power or things like that. And then if we look at, um, you know, oil and natural gas and other um, types of energy, you cannot just capture the energy that is being pushed out there. It, it's like you'll have these oil rigs and these natural gas um, things, whatever the fuck they're called, and they're, the, maybe the energy isn't in demand at that moment. So they're actually just spewing out energy, carbon, out into the atmosphere. And with the Bitcoin mining, you can actually harness that energy and turn it into money. It's a hard concept to grasp. And I don't even know if I'm explaining it completely properly because it is, it's almost, it's just so futuristic. And so these globalists, you know, all of them, they, they know this Bitcoin thing is, um, is a real threat to their control over the masses. And if they would have maybe realized this early on, like maybe like 2011, they may have been able to stop this or control the the hash power that is the miners. But they didn't. And now it's too late. Because what, what actually happens in the fourth turning is these corrupt institutions and governments, they fall. They fall and they burn. Because there's just like this natural rerouting of humanity that says, no, we're not going to be fucking controlled. And what comes after the fourth turning is the first turning. And that is the spring. That is the high of society. That is where we build systems and structures that are actually for the people. And that's more towards the 2030s. Um, and that's when I think Bitcoin is just going to fucking boom. It's going to be like a renaissance and, um, people are going to really start to understand it and use it. It's like, we're in the early days of the internet right now with Bitcoin and it's understanding and, um, and what Bitcoin, like, I almost wonder if there's going to be like two systems um, converging at once where you're going to have like the, the system where we have the central bank digital currency, you're getting universal basic income through your central bank digital currency, but there's going to be social credit scores on top of that in the sense of like, well, if, if you're not a good productive member of society, you're going to lose this amount of money or you have 30 days to spend your universal basic income. It's like programmable to keep you in the system, to keep you complying. Oh, you didn't get your 500th booster. You're not getting your universal basic income. Um, it's basically like a dystopian surveillance state. And that is like the dark, the shadow side of Aquarius. Because Aquarius is really like, um, it has this freedom component to it, but sometimes the people that are trying to bring freedom actually bring the opposite. And I don't know 
these people that are in the world economic forum personally, like, I don't know what they really feel and think. Like, maybe they, like, let's play the devil's advocate. Maybe they're like, oh shit, yeah, this, this fucking current, this fiat currency, like, yeah, it's not, it's not going good. We, we need to do something to save the people. And maybe they don't understand Bitcoin. Um, and now they're going to create this. Oh, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, right. They think that. No, it's about power and control. It really is. And um, that's why it, there really is so much hope for the future. I truly think so because of Bitcoin and the fact that we're going to be moving into the first turning. Um, even like the fact that Pluto, when it goes into Aquarius and then eventually trines Uranus, this is just like Uranus will be in Gemini. This is just like massive innovation. And these are all air signs and this air age that we've entered. So like no matter what we are going into this, we're in it. We're in this digital age. Things are going to become very digital. Um, and we look at the Aquarius and the Leo axis and the Leo is really like these, these elites in a sense. And the Aquarius is the regular people of society. And what happens when Jupiter and Saturn come together in this conjunction in Aquarius and Leo, it really marks the shift of, uh, the changing of the guard and how the regular people of society start to wake up to this like mass control hypnosis that we've all been under. And, um, I think there's a lot of fucking hope. And I really wanted to come on the podcast and just like share my story about all of this, share where I'm at. Um, and that, yeah, we're living in some very existential times, but it's always darkest before dawn. And um, we all have our own purpose in, you know, this, this game of life. And remember with Aquarius, like in order to fit into like the most high vibration form of Aquarius is just letting people be their individual selves. And um, I think right now we've had so much brainwashing from the mainstream media that this group stands for this and it's all about divide the, the, the groups of people, keep us all divided, you know, like even with the race and all that kind of stuff, really at the end of the day, like I, I totally believe, you know, that there's systemic racism and all that stuff. And yes, I'm a white person and I have white privilege in this fucking world. I totally see that and get that. Um, but like what's going on is the government's have created so many of the issues that marginalized communities face and they want a scapegoat. So they want, you know, the race wars to happen. And really we, the people need to come together 
and look at how corrupt the systems and structures are. Like every system and structure is so deeply toxic. The school system is an indoctrination system. Yes, there's a lot of gray in all of this. There's a lot of amazing teachers that there are some, you know, kids that if they weren't at school, they'd probably be fucked because their home life is way worse. So I think there's a place for education, but the school system as a whole is very toxic and just spews government agendas. And um, like, look at the healthcare system. It's, it's literally falling apart. Like where I am, it is falling the fuck apart. I have a child that has type one diabetes. And honestly, I wouldn't want to take her to the hospital if something horrible happened because I don't fucking trust them. It has become so, so bad. Um, even when she was diagnosed 10 years ago, if we didn't have a connection to a specialist, I don't even know if she'd be here today. They sent her back into triage when she was going into a coma. Like, and, and they say Canada's healthcare system so great when, you know, there are literally people dying in the hallways right now and our governments won't fucking hire back nurses and doctors that chose not to get a vaccine that doesn't even fucking work. Like, this has gone bonkers. And I am... I've done so much deep inner work on really becoming who I truly am and through trauma and all this bullshit, so much of my fire has been like suppressed. I'm a Sagittarius. I have Pluto, Saturn, conjunct, square, Mars in Aquarius. (laughs) Like I'm here to, um, you know, rage against the machine. That's part of who I am. And then there's some people that they're not that's not what they're meant to be doing. They're meant to be, you know, maybe spreading more love and light. Like there's, there's a place for all of us. And that's like the Aquarius puzzle. And yeah, it's just like, there's just been so much awakening. Um, in April I got in a car accident and I have, I haven't been working. I've been just doing all these body treatments. I have found out that my jaw pain is actually myofascia that's run up the jaw. Like, so I'm like, yay, I finally figured out what the hell that is. And interesting enough, when that happened in November, 2020, the jaw pain started to come on during COVID. I had not been to the pool all year because they had shut everything down and myofascia pain, like the pool just helps it so much. And then honestly, the stress of a two week lockdown enclosed with all the people in the house was fucking hell. Like if we look back on all of this, like how honestly dumb were we? Like China, this came out of China and then the whole world initiated like a China totalian state lockdown and like the international monetary fund was giving monies to the giving money to the countries that would lock their citizens down and um what i truly believe the whole covid thing was about was to see how much they can control the masses um and then the whole digital um the digital passports 
that you have to have this passport to get into these places. It's to see how can we implement this central bank digital currency that's going to have a social credit score attached to you. Um, It's all these test things. And the world is really waking up. Yes, there is a division to the people that are like, what are you talking about? Governments aren't corrupt. There's no, there's globalists aren't running the show. What are you talking about? That's crazy. That's a conspiracy theory. Um, COVID's real. Yes, two things can exist at once. COVID, yes, people died from COVID. But there's been so much fuckery. Like even um, the whole thing of like people died with COVID (laughs) and like how CNN had uh, the death count up there. And then when they took it down, like people were like not as scared of COVID anymore. So they're like, put the death count back up. Like, no, we're we're under this mass psychosis. And, um, you know, now there's monkeypox and another virus coming out of China and, you know, uh, all this. So, uh, the whole thing with how mass psychosis works and how they actually, they don't enslave us. We actually enslave ourselves because it's just, they pump the fear, 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 fear. Pluto in its low vibe is fear, but in its high vibe, Pluto is transformation. It is rising. It's the Phoenix rising. And I truly believe in this fourth turning, the plebs, the people, the regular folks are going to rise like fucking phoenixes. And especially in this technological age where this air age where information can spread like rapid fire, like the World Economic Forum, all of them, they're like, oh shit, the people are starting to figure out our plan. Ooh, you know, like, uh, it's not looking good. So, uh, yeah, there's like so much hope and I, I truly believe it's going to get darker. You know, we've got Mars going retrograde in Gemini this fall. So um, I plan to do a podcast all about that. And we'll get into more of this Mars and uh, <laughs> what's to come for the fall. And um, yeah, I just I just really want to come on here and share my story my massive awakening of what is really going on in the systems and structures and how interesting it is that astrology is always so informative. Like way before I was saying, you know, the government corruption, the government corruption, but then, you know, the whole pandemic came and I was like, I was sort of, oh my goodness. I was like pulled into the fear game. But I've had a lot of cosmic two by fours since then to course correct me onto the path that I'm meant to be on. And I just wanted to share that with you all. And I I hope and I wish you a very um, happy awakening if you're not quite there yet. And you've stuck through and you've listened to me. And um yeah, I just, I feel like this, these next few years, especially as we approach the middle of the decade and we have these big outer planets switching signs, like when Neptune goes into Aries, holy crap, that's just going to be 
just massive awakenings of people saying enough is enough. I want my my autonomy over myself. I will not be controlled. So th- this is all coming. And um, I watch people daily waking up to this. And um, I'm just, I'm, I feel so alive. I feel so connected to who I am, my purpose. And uh, I love you all. And we'll talk again in the next episode, or I'll talk again in the next episode. All right. Love you lots, guys. Bye.